the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 221 of the Heart of LOC podcast. We are back. We've got matches to talk about, actual football. Of course, when we do talk about the football, the minutes, of course, count way more than the actual results. This is why we're calling this episode Minutes, because really what we value is what each player gets out of it what they're doing, the impacts. This is all about the individuals and how they fit into the system. That's what preseason is. So the score might be what it is, but there's a story behind that score. And that's where we come in and get to talk about all that fun stuff. But before we do, let's welcome back our panel of amazing, amazing co-hosts. Uh, first and foremost, Bam is in the house. Tony's in the house. And welcome back, Ben. How are you doing, Ben? He's muted. Oh, he's muting <laughs> up on us. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. Go for it, brother. Yeah, happy to be back on the show. Like I was saying, um, just really excited to talk some LAFC football with you guys. Glad to have you back. And as you all know, Ben on Twitter is LAFC Benjamin. Y'all know what he's been up to in the lead up to this preseason. We, again, all love to you, sir, for all the work that you're putting in, getting getting the news, getting the news accurately, not throwing stuff out there that's absolute rumor, but actually going and being careful about the process. We call journalism, right? Figuring it out, sourcing it, and getting it proper. And he's been 100% correct this uh, this uh, preseason. So shout out to you, sir. It's been absolutely awesome. Thank you, Joseph. Appreciate it. Yeah, to keep doing the work for you guys. My job is just to get you the information, keep you informed. Let's go. And we're, yeah, beyond grateful. And of course, if you guys want to know about what he does and how he covers things, definitely check out our website or check him out on Twitter and check out his articles as well. He did a really great write-up for New England. He was in the press box for us for the game. And so we're going to cover that in a few minutes. But of course, before we get too deep into it, let's introduce the rest of our crew. Bam, how are you doing today? Yeah, getting through there another day. Moving on, moving on, right? Moving Just on. keep going yeah. forward. That's all we can now, do. I know you've been a busy boy, though, and later on you're going to feature something that we've never done on the Heart of LAFC podcast before or on YouTube. There's a whole new segment that, that Bam's creating, but I'm not going to mess up that. He's going to get his chance to do that in a little while because it is absolutely outstanding. Of course, Tony, how are you doing today, man? Doing pretty well. You know, I'm taking it day by day, getting ready for the new season that's coming up and some new events that are coming up as well. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming down quick. Stuff we can't announce, stuff we can't announce. Uh, basically, yeah, good news. Good news in, in, in the near future, uh, not to mention opening day. But yeah, we'll get into some of that as we go as well. So let's get right into it. We weren't, we didn't jump on right away after the last uh, two results. We wanted to wait, wait for this time to actually properly prepare for you guys and to break things down as we should. So like I said, Ben had a great view. So what we're going to do is talk about the New England match now and then get into everything else afterwards. So, uh, Ben, early impressions and warm-ups, what were you thinking, seeing who's out there on the field? How'd it look to you, sir? Um, yeah, well, we can start with the, with the starting lineup. You know, John McCarthy got the nod in goal. Um, I was a little surprised by that, being that he just got there like a few days ago. Um, and Thomas Romero was the starter for a few games last year, so... No, I was a little bit surprised by that, but John McCarthy had a really great game. You know, he came from Inter Miami, 
mm-hmm. had a few starts for them last season, so I was very pleasantly um, surprised by that. Uh, Franco Escobar was in a right back. Jesus Murillo and Sebastian Ibiaga, center back pairing. Mm-hmm. Marco Farfan at left back. Go ahead, Joseph. Yeah, and of course the midfield was the real interesting thing, right? A big change that we've never right, seen before, right? We had a Kim Juan in the midfield with a Ginella and Cruz Tomo. That was a surprise that I'll talk a little bit more about later. And For you sure. had the mm-hmm. uh, attacking trio of uh, Brian Rodriguez, Carlos Vela, and Chicho Rango. That was the uh, of course numbers. Of numbers look a little different, right? <laughs> yeah, Chicho uh, inheriting the Rossi's number nine, which is weird to see. Uh, you know, we're so used to seeing Rossi with the number nine, but now we got new number nine, new number nine in Chicho. A new chapter, right? Showing it right away. Uh, of course, game kicks off. New England, on the other hand, they had an interesting lineup as well. They had Earl Edwards Jr. in goal, uh, Dewan Jones, Omar Gonzalez, a familiar face to Southern California, uh, Andrew Farrell, standard for them. He's always there. Uh, Brandon By, Matt Polster, uh, Wilfred Captoom, Arner Troutison, uh, Car- Carl Hill, you know him. Uh, Gustavo Bo and Adam Buxa. So really they're attacking on the top end was their top guys. Uh, no question about that. Also coming into it, they had a week extra of training compared to us. They got to go in early because they've got competitive matches to play already. So they had to do that. Champions League is here. Uh, yeah, so that's what they ran with. So pretty decent lineup. Of course, they're missing some major players due to international duty of course you just saw one of them almost freezing to death uh, in in minnesota uh and lasting and surviving and getting a win but yes they were shorthanded a little bit as well so it was only fitting to see the lineup that we saw uh, of course bruce arena has some big changes that he has to deal with because of recent sales especially on the back line uh, i believe on the wing as well so they've got some things to worry about Game kicks off, looking rather competitive. Ben, give us the highlights. What what stood out the most to you in the first half? Uh, well, you know, Vela to me stood out a lot because he was very active on the ball. He he dropped a lot back into the midfield. Um, you know, to to create some chances for the team. I feel like every attack went through him as it should. Um, he connected well with with Chicho a couple of times, also with a uh, Kimun Juan. Um, you know, both of those chances. <clears throat> came through Vela. So that was very, um, very good to see, very positive. But in the 24th minute, um, Jesus Murillo gets a red card due to a uh, deliberate handball as being the last man. So that was that was not good to see. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Murillo. I feel like he has some like mental breakdown sometimes. This happened um, last year as well. So he needs to really like step it up because, you know, Mamadou Fall is on the rise. You have Ibiaga knocking on the door. Um, Eddie Segura is coming back soon. So I feel like Mario really needs to, um, you know, just come into his own. He's he's a veteran of sorts. He's, he's not a young guy anymore. I was very, um, quote unquote, disappointed to see that from him, um, you know, just putting out his hand like that. I know he was trying to, you know, stop the ball from going into a dangerous spot, but just let it go and, just run back there and try and defend that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Honestly, I was baffled by it because he was playing fairly decent, right? He's doing the job he had to do under the circumstances. And to be honest, that's lazy. What he did was a lazy move. Mm -hmm. Like you could have let it go. 
it burns you. It's preseason. You learn. Instead, he, he messed up the whole process. And it could have messed up the entire game for everyone and lost us a day that we need right. in training by doing what he did. Some would argue, well, maybe it should have just been a yellow, but rules of the game are the rules of the game. You can't stop a scoring opportunity by using your hand. Doesn't work. You're going to get a red card for that. The ref played it by the book. It is what it is. Now, it was rather peculiar to see what happened after the fact, as we played short for a small period of time as fall warmed up on the sideline. And you could see both coaches were were discussing it with the center official that, yeah, we're going to replace. And you saw New England tweet that they were going to do it. They're allowed for it. And so fall came in and you've got to figure that fall wasn't, wasn't ready for it. Like you just, again, forced to play, get into the mix, go do it. I think his headspace was for the second half. And you could tell he was really unsettled in the first half doing the best he could under the circumstances, but it was a hard ask of him to do what he did. Thankfully, he did it. We kept moving forward. Now, looking at the players, there were definitely highlights individually. To you, Ben, who was the most impressive and who was the most disappointing outside of Mario? The most impressive to me was Franco Escobar, um, the, the new right back for LAFC. Um, you know, just a physical defender. He brings that toughness that we've always lacked on the field. He has everything you want in a right back. He just looks in season form already, you know, just going up and down that right side, connecting well with Vela, um, with Kim Un Juan in the midfield. Yeah, to me, he was he was probably the best player on the field for me in the first half. As far as the uh, also, I want to point out Kim Un Juan. He le learning a new position in the midfield, um, playing well, tracking back on defense when needed. You know, good movements off the off and on the ball. He was kind of like the like the glue in the midfield, kind of connecting from the defense to the offense. You know, he moved on the right side, moved to the left side. He wasn't in just one place, and I really liked that from him. He always connected well with his teammates. Um, Carlos Vela, like I mentioned earlier, uh, dropping back way deeper in the midfield to build an attack. He still attracts defenders, like multiple defenders, so that's good for open space for other players to to get the ball. Um, he delivers some great through balls um, to, to Chicho and to Kim Un-Juan. And just kind of a glimpse in the future of what we expect to see from Vela as a, maybe as a center attacking mid, not so much as, as a winger. Um, I know he started on the wing, but, you know, he kind of shifted more towards the midfield um, as the game went on. But I, I like what I saw from Vela. I mean, he was, he was very active. He, he didn't shy away from, from the ball. And, you know, he, he asked for the ball plenty of times. Um, Agreed. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Vela, to me, he's accepting that new role. Yeah. And he did it instantly in this match. Of, I can't always be the target. I can't always be the guy getting into the mix. I, you know, I need to be a better distributor. And that's exactly what he did. He was really good at controlling tempo up top. The ability for all three of them to shift without question was really refreshing to see. So the top line, as far as I'm concerned, I know you're like, wait, but there's two games that haven't really scored much from run of play. Yeah, but they already look okay. They look like it's going to work. That looked right. fine. Kim Un Juan to me was a revelation. Uh, I don't think we anybody expected that from him. We thought, oh, he's fighting for playtime. He's going to have to deal with the right side. He's going to have to make a war, you know, to make it happen and make it work. Maybe you slide Escobar in the middle if others can't do the job. That wasn't even the conversation in this game. It wasn't. It was, no. what could he do there? And you know what? 
he's honestly did better than Janela and he did better than Chris Estomo and, and everybody else in that game. And it's one of the kids that we'll talk about in the second half. He owned it. He was comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, Chirundolo, he's all about versatility. You know, if Kim Moon Juan is like the first of many examples, I believe is, is going to be um, of players just playing multiple positions. Uh, if when uh, Murillo went down um, with a red card, they shifted to a, um, to a three-man back line with a with a with a Escobar slotting in at, at center back and then Kim Moon Juan going to the right side. So you know, just a glimpse of uh, what to expect from all these players playing multiple positions. Um, John McCarthy, he he was good. Um, he he got some really good saves in the in the first half. I think there was four saves in total. He might have he might have creeped up to the to the number two spot just based off what we saw. I don't know what you guys think. Um, do you think Romero is number three now, or is it a battle? Early impressions, I would say yes, because this new goalkeeper has a level of confidence that Romero has not shown yet. He hasn't. In one half, there was this different control with his back line, different communication. He didn't over overplay anything. He cut his angles, kept it very simple, played within himself, and didn't get caught out for it. Yes, when they scored, it was deflected off of him, but he didn't have an option there. Yeah. There's nothing he could have done on that play. So for me, I felt comfortable back there. Mm-hmm. And we didn't feel comfortable at all last season. At any time last season, did we feel comfortable with what was happening in goal. They had good games, yes. But in the back of our minds, you were waiting for that problem to arise, right? right. I didn't get that at all in the first half. I didn't. Uh, Escobar, you mentioned as well. And I got to say, uh, this guy is the revelation. I know Jordan Harvey went pretty wild about it, uh, talking on 110. Uh, and he's perfectly uh, justified in that because it's true. Uh, the one play to me that explained Escobar through and through for this match was there was a play where a guy was trying to come through him at the top of the box. He basically put two foot feet together, stuffed the attack rather than just booting the ball away, right? Quick distribution. He goes, no, I'm going to bring the ball out myself. And you're looking at three guys in front of him going, this is insane. He's really going to do this. And rather than trying to get cute with it, he powered through those guys. Just, I dare you to take me out. And he did it. Passes the ball out to the wing. And you're like, okay, cool. Play's done for him. No, this guy closes his eyes, runs it full tilt towards the near post. Like, like I thought hamstrings were going to go flying. Like, I don't know what's going on for your first preseason game to do this. And he runs full tilt towards that near post nonstop. No give up, right? Until he gets the cross back to him. It's a little bit behind him. If it was a better cross, he would have scored on this play that he created himself. It wasn't good enough service, sadly. But the run was right. The idea was right. And the fact that that's in his head and his mindset from day one, and he trusts the rest of the lineup to do that, tells me he's light years ahead of what we've had there before. He is another level. He's setting the tone, Joseph. That's what he's doing. He's setting the tone for the team. Now, if you're a young player like Fall, and now you have this guy with you, competing but also working with, and a guy like Mario can't get the job done. I feel real good with Escobar leading these guys. Even Farfan leading him. He looked fine on the day. Yeah. Farfan we, was good. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think a lot of it had to do with the confidence of the back line. They weren't scrambling. It was different. So yeah. that was good. Of course, the goal came because, well, honestly, right? Fall wasn't right where he needed to be. 
he got caught on an inside cut a bit. It just wasn't, yeah, you know, again, he gets thrown into it and it, it happened. Things happen. I do like what happened after the goal where, where our guys defended the 32-52. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Chicho. Shout mm-hmm. out to Brian uh, for the spirit. Again, they're with us, guys. You can tell right away. They're with us. They know it. Uh, that looked good. Uh, ultimately, though, first half to me, even though the score was what it was, the story of the players was really good for all of us. And the side got to learn a lot about what's within our players in the moment. And I got to say, it's you got to give a high grade. Ben, was, it, was that your overall opinion as well? Yeah, I mean, the, the intensity was good. You know, I, I'm not complaining. It's the first game of preseason. You you can't expect, you know, it to be perfect. You know, guys are still getting in the groove of things. But just for what it's worth, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very satisfied with the performance. Like I said, they were able to create chances, good, good scoring chances. I know Chicho hit the post once. Um, Vela had a chance. I know Kim Juan had a shot on goal. So yeah, it wasn't all, all too bad. The defense was was pretty pretty solid back there. They didn't give up too too many chances as far uh, just besides the goal. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, for a first preseason match, uh, thumbs up, uh, pretty good for me. Right, fair enough. It worked. Uh, second half comes along. Of course, there's all kinds of changes. You probably got a better look at the changes than I did. Uh, Big ones to you, new faces. Yeah, I mean, they pretty much changed the whole lineup. Besides um, Mamadou Fall, who he was the only one that stayed on in the second half. He was probably supposed to be part of that second team anyway, so right. he just kind of stayed on. Um, you had Tomas Romero come in at goal. Uh, Alvaro Casada at right back. Tony Leone at center back. Alex Villanueva, who I'll talk more about later, at left back. Oh, yeah. Um, Frank DeRoma and Jorge Almaguer in the midfield. Uh, Christian Torres and Cuadro Poku, welcome back on, on, on the wings. Mm-hmm. And Cal Jennings and Danny Musovsky up top. So to me, I saw a 4-4-2. I, I didn't see a 4-3-3 from the first half, just based on, on the players. Um, did you see the same thing, Joseph? Yeah, it was a shift, for sure. Yep. Uh, they, they clogged the mid a little bit better. I think in in this case was mm-hmm. more to control size. They were outsized completely. Yeah, uh, it looked like men against boys. You know, in the midfield for the most part. Uh, yeah, these were kids, and New England was keeping some older guys out there. They weren't they weren't mm-hmm. messing around. Second half eleven for them. They had Earl Edwards stay in goal until the 60th minute. Uh, Ryan Spalding, John Bell, AJ De La Garza. He's nothing new, right? Uh, Brandon Bay, uh, and then Jake. Rose Hensky came off and came in the 60th. Tommy McNamara, he's been he's he's been around. Uh, Noel Buck, Emmanuel Botang, again old. Uh, Bruce's old boys, right? Uh, Justin Renix, I love the rumors with Renix. It's so much fun. Uh, Damian uh, Rivera and Edward Kizza. So these weren't kids. It wasn't like what we were bringing out with young guys. These were squad guys, you know. Uh, and you could tell size wise, but it didn't matter. Because from the kickoff, when we thought it was going to be, oh, they're going to get pushed. Nah, we gave it back again. You know, uh, to me, you know, the revelation, and you're going to say this, is probably what, the left back and the center back, or center mid, right? It was yeah. Like, hmm, what's going on there? So talk about these guys. What did what did you see from the run of play? Yeah, so um, like I was saying, the left back, Alex Villanueva, he's a product from the Seattle Sounders Academy. He played um, last year in the USL with uh, Tacoma Defiance. 
Um, I know, I know for a fact that uh, Tacoma played Las Vegas twice last season, and he balled out both times against them. So that's where Chirondolo knows him from. So he was very impressed by him. So he brought him in as a trialist for this season. So yeah, he he um, held his own. You know, he from my view, he looked like a little like a little kid. But you know, he he was going up for headers. He was challenging plays. He did not. He was fearless. You know, he did not shy away from any of the challenges. He was aggressive on the ball, strong in the air, only 19 years old. So, yeah, he was a big revelation for me. I would love to see him get some minutes maybe in the Open Cup, but if not, for sure, a prospect in, for the future for LAFC. Um, and the other guy you were mentioning, uh, Jorge Almaguer, the uh, mm-hmm. center mid. Yeah, he was the one that that gave the through ball to the assist. We'll talk about later in the, for the tying well, a penalty kick that caused a tying goal. Um, right. But yeah, those two guys were were pretty good. It was it was I was happy to see Apoku back on the field. You know, he was he, the speed is the speed is there. He he's quick on the ball. He's he's so dangerous when he's when he's dribbling at you. Like to me, out of all the guys in the second half, he was like the only one trying to do something different. Like he was trying to take on players. I know he was probably just really excited to get back on the field. So he was just trying to like do as much as he could to prove to Chirundolo he should be on the get more minutes on the field. But yeah, it was very very happy to see um Apoku back on the field. Um, just exciting, it's exciting for for LAFC's future for sure. Um, right, Frank. Uh, what did you think about Frank Daroma? Frank Daroma, um, just pro- professional performance. I didn't I didn't think he he did anything wrong. You know, he was just holding it down in the midfield. Um, he was kind of like the, the creator, not the creator, the, the connector from the defense to midfield, just playing the, the center mid role r- really well. Um, I don't know if he's going to get any playing time with LAFC per se, but for sure with the lights, maybe someone to look for yeah. in the future, in the future as well. He's a definite um, starter, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. he's featured well for them. For us, yeah, it would be hard to get playtime, but but to be honest, I would really like him under contract with us. Realistically, yeah. I think mm-hmm. with Open Cup coming in, he held his own. Yeah. Uh, and he was comfortable out there. And to me, it's the comfort level. That's yeah. what I saw from certain players. The kid from Seattle, I don't know if he's still under contract with them. If he is, pay it. Pay him out. Get the kid in here. Uh, because those two to me were the ones that just showed this level of comfort. It's like, well, they can transition. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a big deal. Are they going to be starters in this league? No, but they'd be trusted to come in. That's for sure. Yeah, and it just comes down back again to the familiarity with with Chirundolo, You know, back in the with the Las Vegas Lights last season, uh, most of these guys played under him last year in the USL with Las Vegas. So that that's really helpful for them. You know, it gives them that confidence. Okay, the coach trusts me to to be here to do these things so that's that's really important for them um Mm -hmm. i don't know about you joseph but to me the christian torres he he was kind of off kind of off day for me what what do you think there were times where the kid came out yeah right more than the Mm -hmm. professional and and the academy academy expectations i always say that like duke would do that a lot where it's like yeah that's Mm -hmm. an academy pass like of course everyone knew you're gonna pass there because that's what you do in the academy and you know the expected move is not what you need to do at the pro level. Sometimes you've got to do something a little different. And there's times where it looks like he's a little bit on automatic. Not that he's making errors, just you need a little more. All and right. so there were flashes there, 
but it could have been a better performance by him. And maybe just, again, the circumstances, he didn't get good shots last year at playing. Now he's in there and it's like, I have to do everything now. You know, Mm -hmm. I better not, I better not mess up because I don't want to get sent back. And I felt like he was playing safe. So that, that's my thought on it, but it's the qualities there. He just needs more time. Yeah. Yeah, and also just of note, um, Danny Musovski, he had to be subbed off in the 53rd minute due to a quad injury, and hopefully he's he's back to back to um, full health soon. Uh, Danny Trejo um, replaced him in the 53rd minute, like I said. Um, Tomas Romero didn't have a lot of work, per se, in the second half. I think he had like two saves. It wasn't anything major, so that's credit to the defense as well. Um, Cal Jennings had a shot saved by the goalkeeper tony leone um he had a goal line save in the second half which was very good you know he's he's someone that i really want to see get more playing time in the future maybe with the with lafc for sure he'll get it with the lights but for with lafc i want to see him uh with with the big guys you know he he has such good composure in the back he he's not very tall but just the way he plays he just He's like an, he's like a mini A Segura to me, just so so <laughs> so good on the ball. It doesn't complicate things. Plays it plays it easy, simple, no no complications. Uh, that's what I got from him. You know, that's the vibes I got. I really like the way Leone plays in the back with uh, Mamadou Fall. Well, it's quality. That's yeah. the thing. He has the quality. Everybody talks about size. I don't, man. I think that's one of the most overrated things. Yeah, I know center back got to be big, but. How did big work for Mario in the first half? Because he's big. <laughs> that go well? Didn't go well. So I just want you to do your job. Don't make a mistake. Distribute as needed and fit the system. If you can do that, we're safe. If you can't, we have problems. Last year, too many gaffes in the back. So if a guy can just give me competence for 90 minutes, I'm going to be a happy boy. So mm-hmm. I'm with you on that for sure. Uh, Bam, do you have any other information regarding the the trialists right now so we can kind of let everybody know who they are as we see each game play out? Yeah, so the information I've been able to find for the trialists are Abraham Romero, who's the keeper from Orange County. He's, he's got a contract still down there, so he's up here trying to get a MLS contract. you got um, Avaro Caseda, uh, who's Came from us. We released him last year. He left um, Gen first this year, sorry, with his left mid. We also got uh, Jorge um, Almaguerra. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's got no club at the moment. He's 21 years old, and his last club was North Texas SC. And then we've got, obviously, Frank um, Daroma from The Lights. Uh, Chrysostomo, we all know about him. Um, Bruce L. Mesmery and Danny Trejo. So we've got some last players out here. They're the main ones that we've got out here trialing for us. And, you know, talking to Danny Trejo, he played more out on the left wing once he was in the game. Um, really looking for that over, over end on that side. He, there were a few moments to look pretty good. Otherwise, it was just a run out. Bruce Mismari, on the other hand, created the penalty kick, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he did get in there. He wasn't afraid to attack. And so you got to give him some credit for that. Other than that, with the performance, it was kind of okay from him. But he didn't show fear. And again, that's a good thing. Uh, ben, was that your take on him as well? Yeah, you know, he only played 10 minutes. He came on for a Boku in the 80th minute and just, you know, instant impact. Five, five minutes yeah. after, he 
he created a penalty kick. Uh, like I said, it was a great through ball from Almaguer to, to find uh, Bruce Almosmari. And yeah, he, he was able to get in the box and, you know, get the foul for Bamadou Fall to convert the penalty kick, which would eventually be the the one one final score. Just uh just good to see the young guys get some minutes, you know, at the bank. Cause you know, they're not used to playing at the bank. They always play in Las Vegas or wherever they play. It's just it's just good to see them get some minutes at the bank in front of fans. It's it's a good experience for them, I would say. That and featuring the guys that stood out last year in a dismal season for Las Vegas, the ones that did do the job last year, getting their getting their reward by playing in this match. And that that give that give credit to Cherandolo for doing that, uh, to get them the proper look see. Definitely he's rewarding the guys that put in the work for him last year. So mm-hmm. all good on that end. Uh we're at the rest of the impressions of the match, basically the 3252s, the 3252. Uh shout out to everybody went to the game. I mean, the section that was available filled up. Right, you had the little bowl, Laura bowl. It was full by the end of the game. That was it was a good crowd out there, good energy, a lot of positivity. I got from everybody, you know, no matter what the score was, the positivity was there. I think everyone was impressed by the young kids. So, good impression overall. I can't wait to go back, as the same with you guys, right? Uh, so that that's kind of where we're at for this game. Of course, we weren't done yet, there was one other practice game. So, I want to throw this to Tony and Bam. I know, guys, you're like, geez, man, not much info. But, uh, Tony, what did you get from this match? What can we gather from it, man? Against um, Toronto, yeah, against Toronto, it was kind of like closed doors to the T. It was like me, me, and Bam were, or Bam and I were griping at like to find anything. Bam was a fortunate enough to find some information on that so bam what would what'd you find out <laughs> so the starting lineups were have no idea uh, for both teams like i've been going through tr- uh, toronto's twitter there's nothing even their fans screaming out who played who played who played the first half started then half time that was the highlights that we will be able to find <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing a little bit right like Hey, we're going to have highlights. The LAFC Twitter was hilarious because they're like, stick around. We're going to have some highlights and updates (laughs) of this match. And then it was like nothing. 27 minutes was the first update. And it was like, oh, well, you know, we'll give you the score at the half. Well, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Just having a a quick look at Toronto's Twitter. It was, we're underway in Irvine. No score through 45 minutes. They were the first two tweets. (laughs) And then we got one nice picture of I think the guys huddled, and then mm-hmm. that was it. And it was yeah. it was sheltered enough where it was only the vets that showed up in the picture, so it was like, well, no surprises there. Uh, yeah, very secretive. Um, I told the guys, I said, maybe this is Bruce's last chance to put us all on ice. He iced us from this one. This is parting shot as we call for Bob out. He's like, I'm going to play a joke on everybody. I'm just going to keep this here. Now, that being said, the one secret that did come out. Mm-hmm. was Sebastian Giovinco did play for them uh, and featured for them. And there were some interesting names popping up in the statistics. And, of course, we had another trialist name pop up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Academy name pop up for us, yeah. But um, going through some of the other, other names, like the other tweets that came out, you had Achara who scored for them. And you also had Perusa that scored for them. And then we had one of our own. We had... Um, Nathan Ordaz who scored the goal for us from an academy, who's currently, I believe, is away with the under-19s that we'll get into later. So Yeah, the game we'll finished, talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
The game finished 2-1 to Toronto, so Bob got one over his old club. <laughs> but, and that's all for that game. That's all that we could find. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah well, very under yeah. lock and key. There's, like I said, the I think the Jovenko one was probably the one that was they were trying to keep up down that one because again, like everyone knows, Toronto and Jovenko are very, very tight knit. Yeah, it, it's come out that he wants to retire there. That's his goal. Uh, apparently, he did okay on the day. That's all I can gather from what what we're getting. Uh, so he probably will. Would have been kind of cool to see him with us, but that's life, people. <laughs> he wants to go back home. That's a, he feels like that's home to him. So lucky Bob, right? He gets another old vet to, to step into the mix, and it looks like he's got a lot of guys that 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 he's comfortable with already. He is running pretty much the entire end around on that show. So secrets abound. He puts us on ice for one last time. Secret Bob is gone now because uh, you know our club's not going to be that secret. And we don't know who we had. So the other thing is we could have had some really cool secretive players that are on trial that we don't know about that could kind of shake things up. Could be somebody from another club within the league that we're looking at. They said, well, go get a run out. You know, you don't know. You don't know. And so mm-hmm. I can only assume for both sides they, there was something they wanted to experiment with. They did. It's done. We move on. Let's hey, hope I, and pray I, that the – uh-huh. As far as we know, it's yeah. – Cristiano Ronaldo was out there playing for us. Okay, he's he, he's with Manchester. We all know this. <laughs> I could think of other ones. I guess that the guy that was doing, yeah, we'll just let it go. Um, yeah, none of this. Maybe maybe those South Americans that were rumored uh, last week were here. I don't know. I don't know. I throw stuff out there. You have no idea what, what went there. So we'll see what happens and we'll get more news. Hopefully on February 15th, when they play DC United, or of course, when the training photos come out this week, cause you know how our press is. Uh, I'm sure we're going to find out who's in training this week. That's just how it goes. Have we heard about hat drops? No. Uh, I, it's been pretty quiet so far. It got real quiet, which is, I told all of you guys, when it gets real quiet, you need to worry. Mm-hmm. Ben's like looking at me like, yeah, exactly. When it gets super quiet, they're up to something. It got super quiet this week. Let's be honest. Outside of NASCAR photos, it got real quiet. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, before we move into the remaining schedule and talk about that, did want to throw it out to the comments to everybody. So let me see who's on with us tonight. And again, you're comments, questions, hot takes all are, are all highly encouraged. Throw it out there. Let's have fun with it. So let's see. Who do we got in the verse here? Uh, Al Hopkins, of course, give him credit. He was the first. Uh, Roberto Espinoza is the second. I love when you guys do that. Welcome, Roberto. Uh, Shout out to Carlos C. Good thing. Uh, Roberto Espinoza, thank you for saying that, man. We're doing what we can, man. We just hope you guys are happy with what we put out here. Uh, Al Hopkins, same old four three. Yeah, no shock there. No shock there. Maybe he went completely crazy and, and did a, a 4 2 3 one in Irvine. And he doesn't want it to see us. He doesn't want to satisfy us. So, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. You see, Cam W needs to get the shot low to the opposite post. Yeah, shooting always helps. Uh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> let's see how it works out with him. I'm just happy that he looked confident. You know, that, that helps. And he didn't burn us on the right side. So, Al Hopkins, what a dumb play by him. Totally a red card. Really messed up the flow of the game for which we were looking good. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm tired of the gaffes, man. He cost us, what, three or four games last year, and he pretty much threw it out on this one too. But thank 
goodness, it's a scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al Hopkins, seven minutes total. He's waiting at the halftime. I don't understand the delay. They had to get approval, I guess, from both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, Escobar did look really good, according to Roberto. Um, yeah, we're hearing that across the board. Ah, Al Hopkins, good take. Finally, the replacement for Beta Shore. And he and KMH did a good job covering for one another. I am happy with what I saw. I really am. And the movement between everybody, nobody's really solid. It's it's very mobile. Good good take, Al. LSC Beast in the mix. Good evening, gents. Best LSC podcast. Thank you, sir. Uh, best fix. Best informative. I hope I hope we do right by you guys. Thank you, brother. Uh, Bruce Mills uh, seemed composed. They were. I was confident. I was comfortable. I'm feeling good about that. He, they, they really did look the part. Uh, after B-Rod's tweet to that Carson fan, it is safe to say that he's invested the team. I don't know if he's invested or he's just backing us up, but uh, I'm not about to build a statue for the man, but I'll definitely <laughs> shake his hand and thank him after the fact. Um, I like the swagger, and we know we know Brian's always had swagger. He just mm-hmm. did it on Twitter. It's okay. Brian Swagger is good. Bam, what do you think about it? I, I love it. Like this B Rod from two years ago, completely different. I, I'm really enjoying this B Rod. What he's bringing to the team, what he's putting out there on social media. It seems as though he's happy being here. I think so too. And I, I, of course, his agent's got to look out for his best interests, right? You have a very short time as a professional, he's going to look for his best interests. That's business, okay? But he's defending the crest. And what he did in that tweet was defend the crest. Defend all of us. Defend our city, right? Mm-hmm. Good on him. It's good. I like it. Now we need some some more from him on the field. I'm hoping <laughs> this will be a good one for him. I was a beast. I was at the game, and Chris Estomo looked decent. He did. Uh, if anything, he's earned a contract back to Vegas. Like that we know for sure. Two-way maybe. Yeah, I get it. I, he didn't make mistakes, that's for sure. He was confident, too. Uh, Al Hopkins. Yeah, uh, more, more more social media from Brian. Maybe that means he's hanging around, right? Uh, Chris Stoneman had a great game. I bet he didn't even know he was going to start till that day. Who knows, man? But, uh, yeah, I'm, again, happy with his work. Uh, Hector Gonzalez, who else is excited about? Marco Garces, and we're going to talk about him in a few minutes because I think we're all very, very excited about what Marco is going to bring to the table. You can see the smiles from everyone on here, and we'll we'll jump into that in a few. Uh, Roberto Espinoza, if Burad walks the walk to back up the talk, it's all good. Let's hope that's that's the case. Araceli Villanueva is in the house. Hey, Araceli says I'm curious to see how the squad will adjust with Acosta and or Crepo. Uh, assuming they will be in the lineup for the next match. Yeah, right. I mean, unless they have hypothermia. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Booba. We love you, man. Uh, horrible news that you're getting hypothermia in the match. That's so jacked up. Uh, you know, honestly, Krepu comes in. We're good. You know, the goalkeeper that was in for the first half of the last match was confident. Now we're going to get a guy that's even more, more into it. More mm-hmm. communicative. Uh, yeah, we're good there. And Acosta, dude, the free kicks, right? Vela's not alone anymore. Service, right? Now Vela can get into the box and get get funky with things. So all good. He's going to fit right in. It's going to be beautiful. I'm really happy. Al Hopkins is already imagining this thing. Acosta, Ili, Blessing, and Sifu. Yeah, right? And then if you really need to lock things down, Kim Moon Wong can go in there for Ili. Ilie. At times, right? 
can hold it down. The one thing is they can all shift, right? You saw in the first game that it's expected they're going to shift as needed. So it's an embarrassment of riches as far as I'm concerned. Right, right, Ben? Yeah, it really is. I mean, the midfield is, is stacked this year. Um, I can't wait to see what the end product is going to be. Um, but for me, yeah, Acosta, Blessing, Sifu, Ilya, Janela, they, they could all start. I'm just happy to see that they're all available, all healthy, and hopefully they stay healthy all the season. Yeah, we 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 made out like bandits in this offseason. It's already showing. Uh, like Araceli, yes. Good stuff from Araceli. By the way, uh, we'll be hearing more from Araceli very soon, guys. So all good things. Al Hopkins, the team came out for the anthem wearing masks. I think they may have had COVID scare for the New England game. I think everyone's had a COVID scare for a little little while here. So I, I you know, whatever the rules are, they have to follow them. It's fine as long as we get through it and everybody stays healthy. Uh, LACBs, I definitely enjoyed the, the fall penalty goal. I can't wait to see what Mamadou brings. I like his celebration even more, right? Gave us one of these, kind of like, hey, I owned it on that first one, you know, like I, I get it. I took it back, right? He took ownership and scored that thing. Very much the, that's the vibe I got from him, the way he was yelling into the crowd. He's showing leadership qualities. It's nice. Uh, Al Hopkins, that saved by Leonia on the goal line was sweet. Yes, it was. Awareness wins the day. Uh, LAFC Beast, who was the dude with the big curly afro? Um, that was that was uh, Trejo, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Villanueva. Was it? Up yeah, high? the left back? Well, no, the- we're talking... Oh, yeah, he had it. Yeah, he did, too. Okay, yeah, we had two guys that... Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because big hair was, like, blonde hair. That was, uh, yeah, that was Trejo. And then the back line, yeah. Mm-hmm. We got I'm all about him. Yeah, <laughs> I dig it. Uh, I like to know your opinions, Ben, Tony, Bam, Joe. I'm Marco Antonio. I'm da- I'm doing my homework. I don't know much about the guy. We'll do our homework for you. We'll get into that <laughs> in a little bit. Uh, see, the, see, there's excitement, man. It's good excitement. Uh, Al Hopkins seems like the starters played to zero zero draw till half. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like the A squad played their A squad. I'm not gonna say that, but it looks like we we ran it and held our own zero zero against their big boys. And then the second half was what it was when the trialists do what they got to do. So I think, I think we're reading into that and you might be correct in that. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Araceli says second match was literally under lock and key. Looking at the pictures to guess the lineup was like playing. Where's Waldo? (laughs) Well said, uh, Al Hopkins. There's one photo that has blessing in it. I assume that's first half starting lineup. Probably he was hurt for the first game or at least precautionary. Uh, he, he was trying to hide in the in the crowd in the first in, in that game, and it was didn't go so well. So it was pretty funny. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. Uh, Al Hopkins, my best guess is it was starting lineup. Yeah, uh, Roberto says aliens. Could have been played for us. <laughs> Our fourth string goalkeeper, um, Ben in the mix says if we were supposed to have one more big signing, where do you guys see the position? That's a good take. I'm going to throw this to you, Tony. If we get one more big signing, where do you see it happening? Uh, attacking mid is the best option. Someone we've seen before. A playmaker. 
Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking for. Okay, bam. I'm saying mid, but I'm going defensive mid. All right. And uh, Ben? Uh, I'm going to say on the attack, just because, just in case Vela leaves in the summer or Chicho, knock on wood, gets hurt, you know, if one of those big guys get hurt or Brian gets sold, we need some kind of reassurance up top. So I think maybe in the attack. I think uh, an attacker that can play out left. A boot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's where my head's at. Because I, I think the midfield, now that Kim Moon Juan's being toyed about there, tells me that they're okay with what they got there. Um, they're just now looking to see who can who can fill in. It's the top line that once one of those guys go down, we have a huge drop-off. And there's no replacement. Let's be real. Yeah. So I think I think on the attack, and I do think it's not something we're going to see until the summertime. I think that's very obvious. Is is we're going to play wait and see for the first half to see who how this group gels, mm-hmm. and seeing what's needed, and then they jump into the mix and figure out who they want. Um, they already know who they want, but I don't mm-hmm. think a move happens till the summertime. Ooh, Roberto says the squad is intimidating. It can be, especially when they press the way they do. And I, I didn't mention that about Dolo's approach to things. And and Ben can throw this as well. But there seems to be a little bit of a different way that it presses in this in this lineup, right? Um, it's very much in your face, but a yeah. lot of it's on the turn turn for the attack, right? Yeah, in the first half, you know, I, I noticed that all three attackers were pressing together and they especially uh in the midfield too chris ostomo janela kimun juan they, they all pressed uh with the attackers and they were able to you know uh force some turnovers up up in, up in the front so yeah just really really happy to see that just uh at the start in the preseason yeah it, it gave me the jesse marsh vibes in the system that he tries to to, to dictate where <sighs> And if we talked about that a few episodes ago about the Jesse Marsh system, but basically where you come in, you cut it off. It's not for the purpose of, of, of possession. It's the, for the purpose of creating attacking opportunity by your press. And it looked like that sell sell was there and you have to completely sell yourself. You can't just contain, you have to actually go through and make an interception. If you fail, there's another guy already moving in on the play, but you're creating a one-on-one situation and you have to follow through with that, whether you fail or not, you go in and to me especially watching escobar's approach to things he was buying in 100 percent. so yeah you, you saw that as well ben that it, that's a little little tweak to the way we mm-hmm. press yeah yeah it was good it was good i'm happy with it let's see them all get to it though you know we got to get everybody on the right page for an entire 90 uh and really see this team build as, as fitness gets better dc united probably going to be that two halves by bet by red bull time you're going to see more of a starting lineup you have to. It's February 19th already. I think we're going to get a real good good look at things, and hopefully there's a little bit better press. So I'll just throw it up right there. Uh, next match is basically February 15th, 4 o'clock kickoff against D.C. United at Coachella Valley. Yeah, going to Indio. Y'all know where that's at, so way far out. And then the 19th, same place. It's a certain goofball tournament that doesn't really make sense because you're just playing two matches, and it ends like that, I believe. So... Let somebody else pay for the advertising. We'll get the job done with some training sessions and we'll move on and yeah, get some real good competition. DC's in transition. New York, on the other hand, will be a little bit more of a threat. So it's kind of a good feel because they're both at kind of different levels right now. Uh, yeah. So it's a good move, you know, 
Good to be there. Are you guys looking forward to those games? Anyone want to throw in on that? Depending on how much information they give us. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you understand? He's quite literally on an island. Okay? He needs information. He's on an island, people. I had to throw it out there. Uh, For the sake of our brother, give us some information. We want it. We're hungry for it. All right, let's move into the next thing, which we we talked about trialists, so we're going to let that go. We know who we like, who we don't like. Honestly, they're all pretty much good to go. Let them keep working at it. Tony, we had some boys figuring for their national teams and making some waves, at least one making big waves. What happened for this international duty? What happened there? Who's playing where? So pretty much as we all know, uh, Kellen Acosta has been playing for the U.S. Um, he didn't play the first game against Honduras. He didn't. He came on into like the 89th minute, so he had a good good playing time. But it wasn't until the next game where he pretty much was a key component to all three goals, not assisting, but was one of the main factors on it. So again, everybody on Twitter was raving about him and going well. So it's looking really well. He's, he's in, he's in camp now. He's in his locker room as he tweeted out his picture. So good for, so good for us. Good for him. Let's hopefully this continues on moving forward. Um, Crepe unfortunately cannot break that goalkeeping line for the life <laughs> of him. Unfortunately, um, it's a very hard line, especially how well Canada is doing for this. I, do expect him, them to be at top of the CONCACAF uh, standings and be might be first seed. And for the last one, everybody else, um, Diogo Rossi was started for the game, but was unfortunately not, or decided to start for the game, was on the bench, but didn't even dress. And Diego Palacios, of course, didn't play as well. So. They got a nice flight far, Mm -hmm. far away, and they come back jet-lagged. It's okay. Uh, At least they got to train with their national sides and at least be in the eye, right? Um, I'm sure B-Rod wants to get back into that mix soon enough, so score some goals, son, and you get that chance. Um, Really, you know, that's where he's at. I feel bad for Max because he really – Canada's on such a roll right now. You just don't want to mess things up, right? We know how good he is, but you don't want to mess it up. So he'll be there. He's he's enjoying the uh, the uh, results, traveling where he needs to travel. Uh, but you know he'll be there in a heartbeat if he's needed and do well for them because he already has. We'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, Kellen Acosta, if y'all didn't know who he was, now you do. <laughs> if you weren't sure about what he could do, now you do. Uh, that's at the national team level. Now he comes into the club level and – yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm I'm real happy, and he looks ready already. Uh, yeah, happy times, that's for sure. Bam, did you get a chance to watch the U.S. game at all? Yeah, I was able to find a other ways to watch the game. I'll put it that way, because it was a bit strange in Australia, so I had, had to go do some workarounds. Um, my biggest question is, with the World Cup being played in the Middle East, why are you playing it in Sub-Zero? weather like honestly if you're going to get them prepared for it get them prepared in hot weather we don't have any here right now but it was ridiculous and i'll I'll say this it's bush league it's it's american soccer of the 90s coming back and haunting us we don't need that 
we are hurting our own chances. Let's be real. You play Honduras with the lineup that that team has on a decent pitch. It's probably going to be more than three. Mm -hmm. Be, Be dead honest. You limited yourself. You played yourself and you put your players in harm's way. Buba Lopez got hypothermia. If that's not grounds for like a protest, I don't know what is. Okay. And Matt Turner was struggling. Okay. He took out like that quarterback, like cover for his hands, just trying to be functional. He's feeling frostbite on his toes and it said frostbite conditions. And these guys wear these really thin boots. Like, what are you doing? Do you respect your players? It's bad enough you make them play on turf from time to time, but now you're freezing people to death. I don't get it. Hypothermia is a serious thing. You could kill somebody with that. So I don't get it. I'll never get it. I know it really brings up Azteca. Well, look, Mexico plays in Azteca, you know, the high altitude, the air. Yeah, but it's not going to kill you. It's different. So you want to get an advantage? Go play in New England when you need to play in New England, right? Get into a bigger house. Go play in Seattle. Go go somewhere that has like a dome. I think we can figure that out. But do it better. If you want to play in the Northeast, just find a different venue that can host you. And at least have decent weather. I don't get it. It's too much. I get it if it's in the 20s, right? We've had those. We've had a lot of those games. But it was two. <laughs> two degrees. Just dumb. It looks bushly. It looks like you're scared. Canada can do that because it's been since 86. So I get it. They got to find every angle they need, right? It's desperation for them, but it shouldn't be desperation for us. Well, no, from the U.S. perspective. Yeah. For Canada, for Canada right now, they can lose the next two games and then draw the final game against Panama and they guarantee the spot. They're in. Well, they're they're in. in. Yeah. 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 They, they did one point against Panama. In their last game. They don't need anything because U.S. and Mexico are probably going to tie when they play next. And you're like, what? Trust me on this. They're probably going to tie. Nobody, Nobody's playing that hot either way. Uh, they're going dis- Both sides are going to find a way to disappoint their fan bases. I guarantee it. Um, that's what they do. Try, try being an Australian fan. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, so, you know, and I think that the lower, the teams lower in the standings are going to eliminate themselves in this process. So. I think you're already seeing who's made it now. I dare you to see a change in the standings. It's going to end the way you see it now. Big deal. Uh, and Canada goes in. Good for them. They've earned it. Yeah. yeah. Panama will play New Zealand, I think. Mm-hmm. They play New Zealand. Well, yeah, probably. Play New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. And if... Australia will play at the moment. It's Peru to qualify. Yeah, I'll have a good chance against Peru. Nah, we got no chance. <laughs> no. Oh, he's, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Gotta have but that's it for international duty. I think we can run away from that. We all know what Calicosa could do, and that was the story. Now, y'all want to know about the director of football ops. I have a funny feeling Ben might know a little bit more, but I'm just going to throw this in here. Uh, Marco Antonio Garces is in the mix. He was seen at the bank during the last match, which is where the, you know, everything was blowing up. I know our, our friends at Sinfiltro were like, well, we both work for, you know, he, they were instantly into it and that's cool. And everybody's like, it might be premature. Guess what? It wasn't premature. Sin filter was on point. He's in the mix with us. Now he comes to us after 11 years at Pachuca. Now think back 11 years at Pachuca and what they've done even farther than that. 
and Pachuca's history of bringing in international players, not being afraid to look outside of the box to sign people, not being afraid to sell people, right? And Garces did that. Uh, if you're a player right now and you see him at LAFC, I will say this. He will definitely look out for good transfers. If he sees a player fit somewhere, he's one of those guys like John that will be like, I have a package for you. This guy would fit your system. You're going to get that approach from him. He definitely is is going to see it through. So, yeah, just on side of that, like, I think he'll draw talent from Liga Mekis that you might want to see, right? There, there's a level of respect there. So you got 11 years there. Uh, a lot more. Ben, you want to throw more into what he's done? Because it's it's pretty extensive. Yeah, I mean, you know, he just has expertise all over in, in scouting. Um, of course, in Pachuca, in Mexico. Um, I know he was a scout in, for Manchester United for six years. He was the one who was scouting all in the CONCACAF region for them. I, I believe he was, he might have been one of the, the key components to getting Chicharito back to Man U back in 2010. So you know that mm-hmm. that's that was a big deal for for them back back then. Um, he studied uh, in Liverpool four years, football and science. So you know his education background is is very impressive. Uh, it also said he worked for Real Madrid for for a while uh, in the Liverpool academy. You know he he has great connections in Liga MX and Europe. He he promotes the youth development. So so that's really good for the LAFC academy in itself. So yeah, it's I think it's a it's a great move from the club. You know, they're they're covering, you know, short term, medium term, long term, you know, for 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 their young kids. So I'm very very happy with this signing. It's pretty wild. And he, there's the other names I saw pop up was uh Chucky Lozano uh in mm-hmm. his move, Eric Gutierrez in his move with PSV, uh but also Hector Herrera, who I really like Hector Herrera um at Porto. So, they're all you know, national, if he's involved with those players, teams, yeah, right. Uh, and the fact that he's talking about this is an emerging emerging league, and that's why it was tempting to him, tells me that he sees potential talent, right? And there's more to it. And I'm like, let, let me see here. So we have a guy that can find talent from Mexico for the Yamekis for us beyond, because again, he's got his connections all over Europe too. And now you have Juan Pablo Angel doing his business in South America. And I'm just like, those two brains now kind of casting the wide net even further. Mm-hmm. You can't complain about this. This is a killer move. Like, yeah. we're good. Like, yeah. really, this is a football mind. You all worried about football minds. You got one now. And this guy's high end. So uh, we're, we're in a good place. Uh, I'm really happy. And yes, he's played too, which is also some level of respect. There's another guy that has played the game. And now you look at the staff and they're legends in many cases, right? They're respected because of their play as well as what they've done off the field. So it's as football as football gets, you know, I, I'm really happy looking at what the staff is now. I can only only look forward to seeing what moves are going to happen after this, especially bringing him in. So all good things as well. Tony, bam, anything else you want to add to this? How are you feeling about this move? I, I enjoy it. Like it's the right move, especially again, we are a Latin American team at the moment in general with all of the signs that we bring in and stuff like that. But it also shows that we are trying to make, trying to sell our, 
uh, Latin American players because we brought in the person who can sell them and that's the best thing for them, you know? So it, it even adds more to bring in more young talent from Latin America. Be like, hey, this guy, he took, you know, Herrera, Herrera, Chucky to all these great places and look at him now. So it's it's a good signing. It's a good way to move. The assessment ability, right? And now because of his his connections to Liga Mekis, if you're a younger player moving up through our academy system and there's something there, right? There's something that you can sell and season by going to Liga Mekis. You now have that opportunity as well, right? The connections with him is 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 it's a steal. It really is. And I don't think this was under anybody's radar until we saw him in the house, which is pretty a well kept secret. Ben, you didn't get any anything on this, right? No, nothing. The first thing I saw was on Twitter from like you said, uh Elsian Field Show. They were the first ones that said it, and I was like, Oh snap. Is this gonna is this right. really happening? Yeah. Yeah. So uh John and the boys tip of the hat to you that was that was fantastic keeping that under wraps and uh this also frees up john a bit more right because this is a director of football operations mm-hmm. after all so business ops is business ops right yeah. uh yeah the wearer of many hats just just frees people up so good stuff on that uh ben any other rumors you're hearing right now or like i said it's it's really quiet right now yeah it's really quiet which is probably good news for for the near future um you know, they have a few, I think the transfer window opens uh, next week. So maybe we get some news a couple of weeks from now before the season starts. So I'll, I'll keep you guys updated if I see anything. And that could be either direction, right? Mm-hmm. You never know. So good stuff, man. Good work, Ben. Well done. Tony, we're going to move this one on to you, sir. Uh, what's going on in the community? What what What's up? Um, nothing, nothing too yet. Like crazy in the community wise, just because um, we're still getting an off season, getting anything ready. But there is a uh, meet and greet with the crew at La Chuparia coming up on the nineteenth from two to six p.m. It's the one right next to the bank. So if you want to get you know acquainted with one of our brethren in the thirty-two fifty-two, that's a nice way to introduce yourself to them. Get your, yourself kind of your feet wet, seeing if you like their, them, and which is a really great crew and really, really great crew around there. But also, they are also having a um, chant session as well. So, learn some new chants, learn the chants. And also, they're doing 50% off their merch, which they came out with some new, cool new merch I saw. Yeah, they're, they're away days. The plain one looks pr- pretty darn cool, I gotta say. Uh, shout out to Kobe, Tatiana, Hank. Everybody involved. Uh, again, good people. Really good people. Um, chapters expanding. Like, dude, these guys are awesome. Um, I love hanging out with them. I know when I escape to Miami, yes, I'm going. I'm going. Um, I know if you hang out with them a bit too. So all good things, guys. Love to hear about the events. If you guys have any other events, any other supporter groups, social clubs, yes, social clubs. We didn't forget you. Uh, throw it out our way. We'd love to promote for you guys and get the word out. So good stuff. And then under 19 news, right, Tony? You got that? No, bam, you're going to talk about it. What's going on with the under 19s? So the under 19s, they've made the national finals. So they're playing the semifinals tomorrow at 10 p.m. Eastern against Foro 360 Pro, who are from Dallas, Texas. The winner of that will play the winner of Chicago National FC from Chicago and 
uh, Kalaji Pro Profile from Atlanta, Georgia, in the final that we played on Sunday, Feb 6. Well, busy weekend for the boys, that's for sure. And we saw Todd uh, Sadania uh, tweet the picture of the guys getting ready to go, right? All dressed up, ready to go. Uh, looking good, looking ready to go. I got to say, you know, we're playing this team from Dallas, and I think that's fitting with Dallas and all the talent that they keep producing down there. Uh, right? Uh, they're, they're filling it up, man. All the, all the best deals that we're hearing about for guys going to Europe, these are guys that have pretty much trained down there. Uh, guys that we're picking up, right? Uh, yeah, it's the hotbed, and, of course, future looks like LAFC, so it's only fitting that we'd have to face these guys in a semifinal and get that vibe going. So good on that. All the best to the boys on their trip. We hope we hope that you guys kill it out there. Uh, you're already making us proud. Just keep it up, boys. Uh, and then, of course, all the supporters that supported them in the last round, especially D9U going with heavy numbers. Look good. It looks strong. Uh, keep it up with the support through and through, guys. It looks great. Which brings us to the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. Shout out to the LAFC Vinyl Club. Black and Gold Vinyl Club. I don't know why I'm saying that. But uh, it's tradition, so we're going to keep that going this year. For this one, I went a little bit different. Not usually the genre of music that I always talk about, right? Uh, which is good. Do things a little different. But uh, this week, I'm going to go with The Hours. You're like the hours, the hours. You've probably heard them before. Olympics, their music tends to pop up. One big song, of course. I'm going to bring up Narcissus Road that came out in 2007 as the album. Why the song Ollie in the Jungle? Uh, you're like, oh, I've probably heard that. You probably have. Check it out. Uh, to me, it's it just comes off rather inspiring uh, with the lyrics. The one that stands out the most within the lyrics is it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I think that's going to be our story this year on multiple levels. One, it's only preseason. Don't worry how it starts. Just look at how the players are developing. It will be a strong finish if they keep that up. It also is a shout out to all of our strikers on this side and wingers that this year, y'all got to finish a little bit better. So it is how you finish. Because if we do finish the chances... Yeah, we'll be where we need to be. So there you go. That's where I bought the hours. Check it out. It's a good song. It's catchy. I dig it. I think you'll dig it too. So on that note, we'll transition, of course, to Bam's special feature. And while you talk it, tell the crew what is going on, man. Let me get it to you here. Tell us what you're up to. And then when you're ready, I will play this thing. So last episode, I talked about some of our Where Are They Now plays. Um where some of our former players are at the moment, which ones are retired and all that kind of stuff. One of our players has a big game coming up this weekend. This weekend, we've got the FFA Cup, the Football Federation Australia Cup, which is our version of the US Open Cup. So I've made a little feature on that. So Joseph, whenever you're ready. Here we go. This weekend, we have the FFA Cup finals we play between the Melbourne Victory and Central Coast Mariners at Amy Park in Melbourne, Victoria. Let's have a look at who the Central Coast Mariners are. The Central Coast Mariners played over town in New South Wales called Gosford, which is over 50 miles north of Sydney, halfway between Sydney and Newcastle. The stadium is called Central Coast Stadium, which is one of the most beautiful stadiums in the world, with one end of the park being open with palm trees and views of the bay. They'll be making a 590 mile trip down to Melbourne for the final that's been played at Amy Park, which is home to Victory City, Melbourne Storm, Melbourne Rebels, and across the road from the MCG and Melbourne Park where the Australian Open Tennis is played. Let's have a look at how the Central Coast Mariners made the final. 
They had a 1-0 win over Blacktown to then go and play Wollongong Wolves 2-1, which made them face APL Leichhardt for a nice 6-0 win to get into the semi-final against Sydney FC, where former black and gold Marcus Urania scored the winning penalty for Central Coast Mariners. Let's have a look at that penalty now. Towards Miller. Tries to get on the outside. Oh, now coming together. Joe King on Lewis Miller. And the Mariners have the rewards for the last five or ten minutes when they've created those opportunities. To put the Mariners very close to the cup final. And he goes through Redmayne, who did guess right. He stood up as long as he could. But Marco Radio went straight through him. Can the Central Coast Mariners lift the FFA Cup for the first time? Tune in 1am Saturday morning to find out. There we are, man. Good stuff. So uh, what time is that game kicking off, man? 1am Saturday morning for you guys. I'm just going to say this, dude. The production value on that was absolutely epic, sir. And you put a lot of time in that. And we can all tell. Um, guys, give us the feedback on that mm -hmm. awesome setup. I mean, it was, it's again, it's a new level for us. Uh, starting it's, doing these videos and breakdown. But yeah, tell us how yeah. it went, man. It's something different that I thought we'd go with. So I'll keep it on other former players of ours when they go into big games and mention it and see, put little videos like that together if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Yeah, we, we love it, man. It was good stuff. And yeah, leave the comments for Bam as well. If you know of other big things happening with former LAFC players, throw it Bam's way. Uh, he's going to be doing this for a lot of our alumni players when they when they represent us at the best, right? When they're featuring for the other clubs and doing great for them. I mean, right now, Atuesta is going to be, what, Club World Cup, right? Uh, yeah, he's, his next yeah. game that, that um, they're due to play is against either Al Halai from Egypt or Monterey from Mexico in the FIFA Club World Cup semifinals. So there's something there that we can feature as well. So throw it to Bam. He's going to be doing the homework in these amazing videos. Look forward to this. Again, new season, new stuff to work on, uh, better content for you guys. And uh, Bam is blazing trails for us here at the Hotter of LAOC. Thank you, man, for doing that. So let's move on uh, to talk about the next match, of course, which will be DC United February 15th. I know, day after Valentine's Day. Um, just for all you boys out there, don't forget. Don't forget. Trust me, especially if you want to go on a road trip later on this year. Don't forget, do your job. Uh, yeah, it'll be an Indio, probably closed door. That's what we understood it to be. So we're not going to get a whole lot out of it except from our own media side of things. They want to keep it open, so don't expect it to be too private. Uh, DC is in transition. That's what we know about them. They're bringing new faces in. They're going through some changes. So they've got a lot to prove, a lot to, to, to test out. So we'll see what, what comes of it. But again, with each match that comes along, things start to form. You start to see the story. Who's really getting the more minutes? Who's getting the better look-sees? You're also going to see guys starting to leave, right? Especially guys that are going to be playing for Vegas, and they have their own interests. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, by then, we'll see a little bit more news. But in the meantime, yeah, uh, we'll get you the news as it goes. Good stuff. Ben, anything you want to add about that, about the next matches coming up? Well, you know, just excited to see uh, some of the new players join the team. For example, uh, Maxime Cripeau, you know, Sifu and Chiki getting back from international duty. Kellen Acosta hopefully getting his first minutes with the club. 
um, Ilya Sanchez, hopefully seeing him play, uh, Latif, Tajiri Shradi, you know, just uh, the, the new guys, hopefully, um, you know, jolling with the, with the new teammates. Really excited for that in, in the next two preseason matches. On point, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, the story is what it is. We'll see where it goes. So I'm going to move this up to the comments now or shift it back to you guys for our last little segment here to see where you guys are at as we get into another amazing weekend and get ready for the action next week and maybe some of the super cool news that we can't quite talk about yet. But you'll see. Good things. Uh, let's see. Moving forward, I've got... Man, so much things. Uh, ben bringing up Escobar again in the first 20 minutes. Yeah, right. Uh, ooh, Eric Bellamal in the mix. Is Adrian Perez back from his injury for DC? I believe so. We'll look into that further since we get another preview before that happens, right? Um, we hope so. We hope to see Adrian in that match. We all love him. He's another good alumni for us, and I, I wish we would have had more time with him, to be honest. So uh, Ontario Fury representing as well there uh al hopkins if they can stream the u19 they can stream games from coachella let's get our boys jonathan and philly on the call hey always always uh <laughs> that would be hilarious right uh fury to boom let jonathan and philly have it by the way go check them out on the fury games they are the play-by-play -play guys and it's been absolutely impressive from them each match they get better with it and it's been an intriguing season so if you want to go check out the fury and honestly they need some crowd man they're dying right now so if you can get out to a game please do that it's been pretty rough in terms of attendance so go support indoor soccer i gotta follow my own advice i gotta get out there too yeah uh, good. Uh, Roberto Espinoza. My parents are from Mexico. I'm from from America. Kind of going for Canada. I'm going for Concacaf and the teams that can actually represent us well at a World Cup. I don't need somebody going there and getting shellacked every game. Uh, the guys that can fight for it, that's who I want to see make it. So yes, I am rooting for the favorites. Deal with it. <laughs> uh, Al Hopkins, 100% rooting for Canada, right? Funny story when you say rooting for Canada. Way, way back in the day, there was a gold cup played here in Los Angeles at the Coliseum where eight million games get played at one time. And at that time, Canada actually won the gold cup. And I was at that. And yeah, definitely, I guess they play what Columbia in that game. And I actually had a Canada flag for that. So there it is. I'll just throw that out there that there are times that I will root for Canada uh, without a doubt. Uh, and it's that case. If it's if they're repping CONCACAF against another region, yeah, go for the CONCACAF side as far as I'm concerned. Tony's got his thumbs down. Are you disagreeing, Tony? Throw it in there, man. Get in the mix. I'm, yes, they're, they're rivals at the end of the day. Like, people don't want to realize they are, but at the end of the day, they are. And I'm happy for them that they I'm happy that they're good. Again, it goes back to when the rivalries are good between the teams in the region, the the play of everyone goes up. So I'm happy for it. But it won't that doesn't mean I'm not gonna root for I'm not gonna root for them. Just my team is my team. I'll I'll root for Canada in sports that don't involve skates. I'll just throw that out there. If it involves skates, they're a rival to me. And that that's how it goes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, all good for them. Again, 86, guys. You got to love the fact that a team that hasn't made it since 86 is going to be in the show. And it's even before the massive expansion. So not even like grandfathered or, or, or 
helped out to get the, they got to earn it. So good on them. Uh, Aristelli giving us some info on Perez. Uh, Perez is back. He played in DC's preseason game last Saturday. Thank you, Aristelli, for that update. So there you go, guys. Aristelli coming in clutch. Uh, Carlos C. If Garces starts pulling the young talent, that isn't getting playing time in Liga Mekis, right? I mean, you don't know what he's got uh, up his sleeves, right? You don't know what he's going to do, but you just know that it's going to do it for us now. And that's all you got to know. And it's good news. Uh, Alan Marquez. Yeah, I didn't bring this up. I probably should have. Uh, the fact that Chivas wanted him tells a lot about how good Garces is. Yeah, he chose us guys over Chivas, right? This is huge. This is a coup. Let's talk about money in Liga Mackeys. There's two that stand out above everybody else, right? And then there's everybody else. And, yes, the play is different these days. Teams are winning. But the money side of it, right, it's either Chivas or America, right? That's who's got the money. Uh, Am I doubting this? No. There's rising sides, yeah. yes. Performance is a different story. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking money. Boatloads of money. They could have thrown anything at him. He came here. So be happy with that. It's a coup. It is an absolute coup. Uh, Carlos C in Liga Mekis. I'm good with that. Young players don't get enough playing time because of all the foreign players. Yeah, it's a thing in MLS. You can work around the rules now. So we'll see what happens with that. It's not great for development, right? If, if you're not getting enough, uh, young local talent moving up, but Hey, if you want to win the CCL, you got to do what you got to do. So that's what we're aiming for eventually. All right, uh, we got Eric back in the mix with another thing. Thanking Araceli. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like this from Roberto. Wow, Marco Ureña can score. Yeah, he almost messed it up, though, right? He put it right through him. Uh, <laughs> went through the, the, the keeper, which is like a very rare goal in general. Yeah, but it's Redmayne, so it's watching Redmayne play, it's an easy goal. And he got that far. That's hilarious. Uh, Roberto Espinoza, it had clips. Yeah, which means we could do LAFC clips. What? Yeah, so uh, just so you know, pulling out the firepower. Uh, Barrett Robinson, great work, Bam. Looking forward to seeing Atuesta do his thing at the Club World Cup. Imagine Bam throwing up some highlights from the Club World Cup. I'm just, I'm not challenging him, but I'm just saying <laughs> that's going to be pretty darn impressive if he does. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no pressure, Bam. Uh, great job, Bam, from Murder Espinoza. Well-earned, well-earned. Al Hopkins had me deep-diving maps. It's a really 10-hour drive from Melbourne to Gosford. Is it, Bam? Yep. Try looking up Sydney to Perth. That's have you a... done that drive? No, that's one drive I haven't done, and I'm glad I haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much in between. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That's it's okay. desert and one big fence. One, uh, why is there one, a big fence? Why is there? Yeah, what's fences? What the hell? What is that about? Uh, keep the dingoes and rabbits out. Literally, that's oh, yeah. what it's for. <laughs> the dingoes. I love it, man. That's cool. I really need to go to Australia. I'm going to sleep on your couch one day, bam. You know this. <laughs> I got a spare bed. It's fine. <laughs> there we go. We're ready. Oh, man. Maybe if LAC plays a game, like maybe Club World Cup gets played in Australia, then we have a really good excuse, right? Just saying. FIFA. That's the only excuse, yeah. <laughs> There'll be more excuses. You know me. Uh, Barrett Robinson. 
My wife's 40th birthday is March 26th. How do I convince her to go to Mexico City for the World Cup qualifier that week? Are they even going to have fans in that game? They had fans in the last game, but it was very small. Like, think of it like, remember when we came back from the pandemic and it was a very small Mm. group? It it was like that. Like, there was a lot of emptiness, but it's going to be like that. Yeah, but I mean, weren't they supposed to get punished? What happened to that? Uh, It went to the women's. Sneaky. Okay. That's sad, but... Okay, I get it. All right. So, uh, yeah, Bar76. Have a good time out there, man. Good stuff. I wish I could be with you. But, uh, Barrett, yes, just, dude, Mexico City, there's so much to do outside of just the football, man. Like, mm-hmm. if you it's can't sell Mexico City. Away. It's a surprise yeah, away. That's like spring break, too, right? So, yeah. Just talk about the cultural things. Trust me on this. It's good. Be a tourist as well as a football fan. It'll pay off. Don't look like a tourist. Personal experience. <laughs> yeah, have a good time. It's Mexico City. If you can't find a way to have fun there, I don't know what to say. Um, LSC, right on, Tony, as a USA supporter, can't stand Canada. At the moment. At the moment. Uh, LSB's great presentation by BAM. That stadium is breathtaking, isn't it? It's super cool. Uh, LSCB, non LAC related. Any of the guys hype for Angel City? The gals already training at Pepperdine. I am mm-hmm. all about Angel City FC. I've got a scarf back here already hanging on the scarf wall. Yes, I do. Got my polo shirt. I'm planning on going for game one. Uh, I will do my best to be there, guys. Season tickets, mm, I'll do my best to be there for plenty of games, though. Um, I wanted season <laughs> tickets, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah. No, I, I wish nothing but the best. Uh, shout out to everyone there working for the club. They've got some amazing people, including Austin from Black Army, uh, working for club, uh, doing hard work, traveling across the country. You guys saw that where they did the cross-country road trip, and he's right in the mix. So, uh, again, everybody <laughs> at the staff there is is it's been great experiences talking with everybody there. So go support your local football club. Get out there and do it. It's good stuff. Good, good, good call there, Beast. All right. So thank you, everybody, for their comments. It's been absolutely brilliant today. Uh, of course, thanking all of you guys for tuning in and, and, and giving us the love that you do. Of course, tradition dictates that we give our final thoughts of the day. I'm going to kick this one off to Ben. He'll, he got the mic open because like, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. So, Ben, your final thoughts, sir, as we kick this show to the next level. Yeah, it was really great talking with you guys. Um, some LAFC football. I really missed it. Hoping to get back on here more frequently. And yeah, you know, just uh, three more weeks until the that first home opener against Colorado. Uh, just counting down the days. Looking forward to that match. And yeah, let's go LAFC. There it is. Good stuff. Uh, Tony, you got the next call, sir. Um, thank you, Ben, for joining us. Like always, I uh, love the insights, everything that's going forward, especially with your insight. Again, we don't tell you anything. You have your own sources and you're the person to follow if you need any information and direct information for like exact ones. So thank you for that. Um, I'm excited for the new season. It's ramping up, ramping up. It, it it's there's a there's a saying in uh, Call of Duty where pretty much most of the players say it's our year, it's my year. So I feel like it's our year. 
So that will be my final say. Dig it, our year. Praying, praying. All right, Bam. Producer Bam, let it rip, brother. Um, ben, thanks for coming on again. Your last article was amazing. Keep up the great work. Looking forward to reading more and speaking to you more in here. Um, to everyone that's out there, give me the feedback you guys want. If you guys see something that you don't think that we've caught, let us know. Shoot us DMs, shoot us messages, whatever. We're always happy to talk and take the feedback. Um, congrats to the USA and being Australian in the curling the other day in the Winter Olympics. So that's a good good little win for you guys. <laughs> did we beat you or did you beat yourselves? Uh, we beat ourselves. We beat ourselves, really. We, we missed on the, on, the, on the last stone. Um, yeah, I, I get into the Winter Olympics, especially the curling a little bit. I don't know why. I just do it. <laughs> um <laughs> with you man with you yeah i was i was gonna say i was actually talking to my girlfriend because i saw you on our discord and you're playing cricket i was just like in every other country it's fif it's madden or it's uh mlb the show in australia it's cricket 22 <laughs> yep oh i've got the show as well so you know me and sports i love going to it and all that um yeah everyone thanks for being on here three weeks before our first game let's get out there um and let's see what we can do for this season let's go well said brother and it is true it's a snap of a finger when the season starts three weeks is going to be going by super quick especially those of you putting in the work to get us ready for for opening day in the north end y'all know there's so many things coming up right now uh that yeah, it's going to be this quick run to the finish. We're going to get a lot more news coming into this. A new kit's going to be announced pretty soon here. We'll see. We'll see when that's going to happen. Uh, but it's happening. You know, we know we're getting that for sure, among other news. So good times all around. Yes, the Olympics have started another diversion, right? We can go watch that. We can all go back and forth between Australia. All right, right, bam. I'm with you on the curling, man. It's 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 addictive, I gotta say. It's kind of just good to have on, you know. Uh, and of course, hockey is hockey, and that's my other sporting love. So I don't talk enough about hockey. Maybe when Jason comes back on for an episode, we'll talk more hockey. You know how that goes. Uh, but yeah, uh, I dig the winter Olympics, but I dig LAFC even more. So that's why we're here. Uh, I'm beyond thankful to all that you guys do. Ben, your articles, killing it again, repping us uh, when it comes to the interviews, when it comes to articles, like keeping us going here, getting the in-depth information. You had stuff that nobody had uh, in the lead up to this and then covered it in depth from that last game. And it was real help to everybody than what you did for the whole faithful. I mean, I think everyone's they're talking about it. They're beyond thankful for what you do. So keep up the good work. It's been absolutely amazing. And yes, whenever you want to come back on, you know that the door is always open. So we want to have you come on as much as you can. So when you're available, you know what you got to do. Uh, Tony, man, thank you for all that you do. Keeping us all squared away. It's like, he's giving himself a test over there. Did you see that? Uh, kidding. I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> uh, dude, he, you know, again, man, thank you, brother, for all that you do. And bam, producer, director, bam, with the new, uh, the new tech doing what he's got to do, man. It's been absolutely impressive. Uh, keep it up brother. And of course get well soon. I know you're, you're fighting some stuff and, uh, yeah, we're all praying for you, man. The ultimate dude. Uh, but I'll love my brother. And of course, bam's going to be here soon. I don't want to spoil it for him, but, we look forward to seeing him back stateside uh, sooner rather Hopefully. than later. Hopefully. Hopefully. Got some stuff planned. Here, so. Yes. So when that happens, we'll keep you guys posted so you can all meet up with Bam. 
Yes, we'll make that happen. Uh, to the faithful, thankful, beyond thankful uh, for what you do, keeping us engaged, keeping us into this, uh, keeping LAFC in the news, because you, you got you to gotta understand the traffic that you guys create only builds this club even more. The fact that we're all talking on Twitter, all giving our opinions, making it loud, making it a little crazy. This is good. Anything said about LAFC is actually something said about LAFC. So keep up the good work. Keep making the noise. We love the conversations. So I thank you guys for your support. Um, on that note, of course, tradition dictates. We say that one special thing before we leave. So I will give this roundhouse play. Ben, you have the first one. Final word of the day. Stay golden. Bam. Stay golden. Tony. Stay golden. And for me to all of you, stay golden. for listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over <laughs>